Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's your host, Walter, from the Two Point Conversation. And real quick, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Now, you're listening to the podcast, and you're listening to me and Ant just go back and forth, and you're having a good time. But you're also saying to yourself, well... I feel like I could do this too. I want to get involved in podcasts. Where do I go? What Help me out. Well, I'm going to help you. Go on over to Anchor. Number one, it's free. And I've been podcasting for three years, a little bit over three years. And let me just tell you, Anchor is by far the best one out there. Number one, it's free. I already mentioned that. And I can't mention that enough. Free is good. Free is good. But also, they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast Virtually anywhere you are, whether you're on the road, whether you're at home, you could do it from your phone, from your computer, as long as you have the Anchor app or the web page open. So that's a plus too, because we're always on the move. If you feel like you have the inspiration wherever you may be, just open up the app and start recording. It's that simple. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, and you could be heard on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and many more. You could also monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So don't hesitate. Dive on in. Go ahead and get podcasting now. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Conversation starts now. Safety from Era. Hill. Flushed left. Looking. Has no one going to tuck it away. Ryan going for the end zone. Hill in for the touchdown. Henry. Getting free. Henry's going to end the game. Titans take it in overtime. Dalton looking at Tony. Throws. Touchdown. Wide open is the tight end. Schultz, the Cowboys take the lead. Mahomes to the end zone, wide open, touchdown, Kelsey. Burrow has just been carted into the Bengals locker room. It is the left leg. Every player on that Cincinnati team came over. You see Chase Young, Burrow's teammate. We're not going to show you the replay. It wasn't pretty. Uh, it certainly looks like something substantial. And uh, Adam, just just unbelievable. A couple of days past the two-year anniversary of that horrific Alex Smith injury with the right leg. And uh, you just can hope for the best. Man, 
Those are the highlights from week 11. A lot of good, but a really bad one. Really bad one with Joe Burrow, man. What's up, Ant? What's going on, man? Man, hey, I know you're not feeling too good, but let, let's just dial it back a little bit right now because because you're dealing with the L over there. You're dealing with the L. Um, <laughs> hey, man, I, I haven't been able to say that too many times on a on a Monday, so... Let me enjoy it a little bit, a little bit. But, <laughs> dude, the biggest L of the weekend has to be Joe Burrow. And just, the I mean, you're feeling it. You're feeling the, the gut punch. Imagine how Bengals fans are feeling, man. Like, I feel bad for that for that fan base, that organization, right? Man, yeah, that, that is the worst. Um, just... The way it happened and the, the way you see his his knee just move the way it's not supposed to move. Ugh, yeah. Um to to end up with a torn ACL and MCL. Oh man. Yeah. That man. that's horrible. You can only hope that he comes back next season and, you know, is able to recover from this because that's that's a pretty serious injury. And especially for it to happen this young in his career. Oh man, that's just that that really sucks right there. Yeah. It it um it hurts, right? Because we're we always talk about Joe Burrow. I wouldn't say we always talk about him, but we talk up Joe Burrow quite a bit. I mean, he's kind of the uh, the prodigy. You know, everyone was excited to see him in the NFL, especially with the type of college career that he had at LSU. Um, and he's just a likable guy, right? He doesn't come off as stuck up. He comes off as really humble. And you like to root for guys like that. And that's what Joe Burrow is. Then last, uh, yesterday when we were watching the games, uh, just to see it happen, and I was watching it, and I saw him get hit, and I saw him down, and it just, it didn't look good. It didn't look good. And then you start watching replays, and I, I don't know. I guess I'm sick for watching replay, replays of injuries. I don't know. Do you, do you watch replays of injury, or, or is that, like, too cringy for you? No, I I I gotta see what happens. I can't just I can't just see a guy on the ground and then see like oh, okay he's not. I gotta see what what happened. Right. <laughs> what so, what did the body look like? What did your face look like when it happened? Because <laughs> a lot of times that'll tell you the, the, the you know to determine the severity of it. But oh my god, yeah, I I I had to look for it. I finally seen it, and when I seen it, I just oh yeah, it made me cringe. I watched it only about twice, and then I was like, okay, that's enough. I see, I see what I had to see. <laughs> like, I mean, it wasn't as gruesome as because I've seen a lot, and and like I said, I asked you if you watch sports injuries and uh, and replays of them because I do, right? Like I'll I'll just be on on YouTube like at three in the morning just watching watching injuries or <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm a psychopath, I guess. But I, I'm glad that you look at um at injury replays as well on your leisure time, you know, when you have nothing else going on. But uh but Joe Burrow, you know, to see that I've seen a lot of injuries, right? And there was one that always sticks out to me. Obviously Alex Smith. I mean you heard that at the at the back end of uh, of that highlight where they're talking about, you know, the two-year anniversary just passed, like, a couple of days ago for Alex mm -hmm. Smith. And that was pretty gruesome when you see that. I mean, the, the just to see limbs, body parts, and I, and, I, and I can feel people that are listening to this podcast right now, you're cringing right now as I say that. But just to, just to see limbs, body parts bend in ways they're not supposed to. And that was what you got with Alex Smith, and that's 
not necessarily what you get with Joe Burrow, but you can see that his knee was not supposed to go that way. And you can actually see it in the slow-mo replay. His knee pops out of place and pops back in. Oh, oh my God. Like, that is, that's cringy. And I apologize to all the listeners out there that are that are listening to this podcast just like they're cringing, man. They're, they don't want to <laughs> hear it. But it's unfortunate because we have to talk about this with Joe Burrow because he was going to be the, the next best star, right? And you talk about the MCL, ACL, he has to have re- reconstructive surgery. There's maybe even talk that he might not be back for 2021. I mean, they're saying the timetable is eight, eight to nine months, but that's if everything goes according to plan. And right. again, with the, with the current state of the Bengals, because I, you don't want to victim blame. Right, you don't want to blame the organization. You don't want to blame the team. But in in talking about Joe Burrow, his rookie season, a couple like going back to week one. I mean, we were talking about this guy. We were forecasting who would be the rookie of the year. We were saying Joe Burrow, but that offensive line is going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, is this an issue with the organization, or is it a, a you know an unfortunate circumstance? Because they throw out their guy, their number one pick. Obviously, you want him to play in in his rookie season. But he's been getting sacked quite a bit. Like, it's not... I remember he got lit up. uh, I forget who it was, but he he was playing the Eagles. And he got lit up one play, and it didn't look good. Like, I thought... I think they took him out of the game for a a series or so. Uh, Maybe he even got a concussion. I don't remember exactly, but... um, you know, the, the protection hasn't been there for Joe Burrow. So do you blame this right. on the Bengals organization? And then that's the thing, eight to nine months, do you even bring him back if you don't have a solid O-line solution by the time that he's done rehabbing? Um, you, I mean, it's, it's, it's a freak accident. You can't really, you know, say some somebody or something caused an injury. It's just one of those things that it just, it just happens. Um, but it's it's one of those things a lot of people seen coming. We you know we knew Joe Burrow was gonna have um, a, a rough season. We knew that he was gonna get sacked a lot. And when you when you look at the sacks, Philadelphia is the most sacked team at forty. They've been uh, Carson Wentz's or the team because they use two quarterbacks every now and then. But Wentz and Hurts have been sacked forty times this season, more than any other team. But right behind them is the Bengals with 36 and that's that's a lot of hits that's a lot of hits to be taking um you know to 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 even go this long without you know getting injured or banged up or anything like that is you know that's I guess you can say a, a good thing but it, you just hate to see it I hope I hope it's something he can bounce back from um personally I probably would not bring him back Let's say he's healthy, start a week one. I probably wouldn't. I would probably take my time, depending on you know how my offensive line is looking. But um, that has to be a priority for the Bengals. Like whatever plans they have this off season, whatever you know they want. No, your number one priority now is an offensive line. Your first five picks in the draft, they're going offensive line. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, offensive offensive line in the draft. Freaking free agency <laughs> trades, like. You got yeah, you got to yeah. do something. John Ross wanted out, right? Go get an offensive lineman for him. Like yeah, I'm exactly, pretty sure exactly. you can get somebody. 
you know exactly they take, have to take, address get it. rid of get get rid of AJ Green get rid of John Ross flip them into offensive linemen whatever whatever assets you have that you're willing to get rid of go ahead and just flip those into linemen because yeah you're gonna need five linemen um, whatever they got on there right now is is nowhere near good enough you're gonna need five linemen from the left side all the way to the right side so that that's definitely gonna have to be a priority and then like I said I would definitely keep Burrow out at least at least probably I'd say three three to four weeks at least of next season. Yeah, it's it's going to be really uh, tough because, you know, I, I I always think back to Alex Smith. And, you know, ironically enough, Alex Smith was on the other side of the field. Like, he was literally there with Joe Burrow. And it's just, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible to see um, something like that. But I feel like it, it happened so recently. Like, Alex Smith, obviously, it's, it's a lot different of a situation like Alex Smith almost lost his leg damn near was life-threatening with his injury um so you're hoping I mean it's not to that severity of of uh of a Alex Smith injury Joe Burrow they say that he's gonna be fine he's tweeting he, he looked he looks all right they're gonna set him up for for surgery here but it's it's just a bummer man to, to see a, a young star who I think was really the front runner, you know, the favorite for the rookie of the year. Um, you know, Justin Herbert, yeah, he's he's impressing quite a bit in his first season as a as a quarterback for the Chargers. And you figure now he is the 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 golden child, right? He is the one that is going to win the rookie of the year now that Joe Burrow isn't around, right? Uh I would say no. No, James, you're not going to give James, it to, James, to Herbert. James, James, James Robinson. James Robinson. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> That's my guy. You right got James, right James Robinson. Hey, he, he actually had a, a pretty decent week this this uh, this week, didn't he? Didn't, didn't he put up uh, solid points? He didn't get a touchdown, right? But fantasy-wise. Yeah, he put up solid numbers. He just didn't get the touchdown, so it didn't look too spectacular, and he didn't get a lot of catches, but... He put up 11, 11 and a half fantasy points, which um, I I would say that's that's pretty damn good considering you know you're going against uh you're going against the Steelers, so exactly. you know, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was about to say going going against the the top defense in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly. that's pretty so, good. Yeah, he had he had he had ninety five <laughs> ninety five total yards uh, from scrimmage. So yeah, I'd, I'd say yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great job. So. That's ninety five. That's that's my rookie year right there. That's ninety five um, more than I would have had. That's all. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but 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 to Justin Herbert, yeah, he's I think you know he's a good solid quarterback. Um, definitely been having a, a a pretty damn good season. You know, just doesn't have the wins to back it up. But I mean, neither does Joe Burrow in, in all reality. So I, I'd say yeah, uh, Justin Herbert has a really good chance of winning it. But I'm gonna stick with James Robinson because that, that that's your boy. Awesome. That's, that's your boy. That's, that's your, that's your boy, man. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> <laughs> well, James Robinson, it's it's because you automatically jump to, and and we'll get into the rest of this um, this week eleven because we got a lot to talk about, man. I mean, you talk about the Steelers, we'll talk about them and their significance of what they did on Sunday. Um, Taysom Hill for the Saints, uh, quarterback talk, a lot of quarterback talk, and then some teams that really. Um, Got upset. We'll talk about that. One of your picks, by the way. We gotta we gotta dive into that one. But um, but yeah, when you're when you're talking about rookies of the years, 
you figure you always jump to the quarterback. That's why I, that's why I throw out Herbert, right? Because mm-hmm. more often than not, the quarterback is going to win a a rookie of the year because of the position that it holds in on the football field, right? I mean, they're the they're the field general. They always have the hand or the ball in their hand, whether it's handing it off to the running back or passing the ball, and that's such a big position, especially for a rookie to be in. Not to take anything away from running backs, but uh, who was the last rookie running back to win a a uh, offensive rookie of the year? I mean, are we going back to Barry Sanders days? Like, is that no, no. <laughs> who 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 was it? Who was the last uh, rookie of the year running back? We've had th- we've had three running backs in a row. We've had um, uh, Alvin Kamara won it in twenty seventeen. Oh, that's right, that's right. Saquon Barkley won it over Mayfield in 2018, and Josh Jacobs won it in 2019. No, no, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he should have won it. He should have won it. That's Mr. Whatever. Kyler Murray. That's Mr. Kyler Murray. Nah, he, nah, J- Jacobs should have got that one. But and, and and even in 2016, Dak Prescott got it. But I felt it should have went to Ezekiel Elliott. Um, he, I felt I felt like without Zeke, they were nothing. I felt like without Zeke, Dak had zero success. I would have went Zeke. And then the year before that was Todd Gurley. So the running backs. I feel like the the running backs you have a really good chance of of winning it, um, but yeah, Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott were the last two quarterbacks to win in the last uh, five years. But, so so it's usually yeah. a quarterback or a running back then, and and it yeah, seems oh, yeah. like the running backs um, are running away with it within the last five years. That's that's what you're telling me. That's what it sounds right, like, right, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, Odell Beckham and Percy Harvin were the only two wide receivers to get it in the last twenty years. So other than wow. that, yeah, it's 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 quarterback, running back, and most more than like more more often than not, quarterback. But just recently, that it's been the running backs. Yeah, I I forget. You know what I? <laughs> we had we had the debate. Remember, we had the huge yeah. debate with the Baker Mayfield and Saquon. So right, right, right. I remember. I remember that. <laughs> well, well, Saquon seems like he. He's so long ago. Like, I feel like he's so, he's like from 10 years ago, you know, because I don't see the guy anymore because he's hurt all the time. And, uh, Uh, and he completely, when he said, uh, Saquon Barkley, I was like, oh yeah, Saquon. I remember Saquon. (laughs) Like, like, like this was 10 years ago. Like, no, like like he's in year three. Yeah. 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 Like he just started his career. But uh, but yeah, it's easy to forget these guys when they're not on the playing field. Like I'm, I'm damn near almost forgetting about Christian McCaffrey. Like this guy, where's he at? <laughs> he's not going to be playing on Sunday either. Uh, uh, he's going to be out again this next Sunday. Yeah, they're saying that he's doubtful, man. Oh my gosh, yeah. I know it's Ooh. early in the week. I know it's early in the week, but they're saying that he's doubtful already. So this With guy that shows up to tw- this guy shows up to twenty twenty plays the Raiders and dips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his one game, his one game that you guys could have won, and and this guy, oh my gosh, but uh, but yeah, he's he's unlikely. They're taking on the Vikings, um, in in week twelve, and we'll talk about the Vikings a little bit later. But I wanted to get into um, we were talking about the Steelers, right? You were talking about James Robinson mm-hmm. going at the Steelers. He didn't get a touchdown. Actually, no one on the Jaguars got a touchdown. It was a it was a blowout. It was very embarrassing to say the least for Jaguars fans. Any Jaguars fans out there listening, um, I, I have sympathy for you. It's it's pretty it's it's pretty bad over there. Um, I mean, we talk about sympathy for the for the Bengals. Jaguars are kind of right up there, um, and especially watching that Monday night game with uh, Leonard Fournette and Ramsey, two former Jaguars out there doing their thing. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad to say the least, but 
going to the other team that's that was on the field with the Jaguars that put up 27 points on them. 27 to 3, they won their 10th game this season. 10 and 0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Are you surprised that they're 10 and 0 and should they want to go undefeated? That's the big question here. Should they want to go undefeated this year? And do you think they can? So I will say I am 100% shocked that they are undefeated 10 and 0. I feel like if you feel like you're not shocked, you're lying. Um, I mean, if you look at their schedule, they had a very winnable schedule, a very, you know, a lot of games were against teams that weren't that great, but they still played some decent teams. You still played, um, you still played the Titans. You still got to face the Ravens. That's even though the Ravens are, you know, having a slump year, you, you still got to prepare for them just like you would any other good team. Um, so they, they beaten those, those two good teams. But on the other hand, you look at the teams that they beaten and it's like, they beaten the Jags, they beaten the Bengals, the Cowboys, um, the Browns, the Texans, the Broncos, Giants. Um, and I say the Browns like that, even though they're seven and three, but in reality, it's, they're it's still the Browns. You're still the Browns. So um, it, it's one of those things, just like the 49ers last year, they took advantage of, of the schedule. And, you know, it's, it's like we say things like, oh, you know, they haven't beat no real teams. But at the end of the day, you play who's in front of you, right? So it, it's just, it is what it is. You play who's in front of you, and you got to win those games. Obviously, if you want to be a good team, you got to beat the bad team. So. I'm I'm 100% shocked that they're 10 and 0 but I mean looking at their schedule you can kind of see it coming um do I think they finish the season 16 and 0? No, I don't think they will. Do I think that that's a bad thing? No, I don't. I think it's a good thing. I feel like you want to get that loss. I feel like you want to get it out the way. Let's just say you go 16 and 0. Now you got it in the back of your head, okay, now we can't lose. Now you're thinking about the 84 or whatever year the, the 72 Dolphins. You're thinking about um, you're thinking about the 2007 Patriots, and now you're worried about, oh, we don't want to be like the Patriots. We want to be like the Dolphins. We don't want to be 16 and 0, 17, 18 and 0, and then lose in the Super Bowl. Um, so I feel like you want to get it out the way. You you gotta get that loss out the way and forget about it and move on. That way you can just play the game regularly, not have to worry about any superstitions or, you know, any any kind of record like that. Um, so me personally, I would hope for a loss. I know you you don't want to hope for a loss, but I would prefer to lose or have that one loss on my record rather than go into the playoffs 16 and 0. Um, and you look at their schedule; they got the Ravens again, you got Washington, Buffalo, Bengals, Colts, Browns. So I would say there's one loss somewhere in there. I I can't put my finger on who I think it is, but I feel like there's one loss in there. So um, I don't think they go undefeated, but I don't I don't think it's a bad thing they go they don't go undefeated. I mean, it it could come as early as Thanksgiving. I mean, they're playing the the Ravens. It's in Pittsburgh. Ravens haven't looked fantastic, but it could be coming at some time. Um, like you mentioned, I mean, they have a lot of of division matchups uh, coming up, so they could eventually they could they could end up losing. Um, but I'm with you on that. You know, you want to get that loss out of the way. I know there there's a lot of you want to chase history, right? You want to be because when you look at the Dolphins, yeah, they they were the only team to have a perfect season, but they weren't sixteen and zero. You know what I mean? Like you right, you right. can you can be that first team to go sixteen and zero and win the Super Bowl because Eli Manning was the only thing standing in the way of Tom Brady from getting that, and they pulled it off. 
in dramatic fashion, by the way. Was it was that the 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 David Tyree catch? That was the David Tyree. Oh catch. my god, that was that was so amazing. That the was practical burst in the back of the end zone. Yeah. I, I remember that. I remember that Super Bowl perfectly. That yeah, that was one Pri- that prior to uh, prior to uh, Plaxico freaking shooting himself in the foot. Right, that that was yeah, right. right before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, they won the Super Bowl. He went to the club like the week after and shot himself in the foot. Jesus. <laughs> My God! Shout out Plaxico, but, um, but yeah, no, the the Steelers. You want to get that. You want to get that loss out of the way because when you look back on that team specifically, the Patriots, you know, towards the end of the season, they they had a lot of pressure on them, and it was building as it was going to the playoffs. Like I'm not saying that that's the reason they lost the Super Bowl, but you can kind of tell that they were a little bit more tight in the Super Bowl. They weren't as loose as you'd want your team to be ready to take on the the Giants and you know, one of their biggest games of their careers, right? You're in the Super Bowl. You're in the game. And they just look stiff. They they came out stiff. I, I feel like that's how it was and you don't want the Steelers to come out looking that way. Obviously, yeah, if you have to go, you know, undefeated to get the number 1 seed because I feel like this is they're the team that needs it the most because their bye week was like week three. So yeah, they, they desperately need that, that first round bye. but it doesn't look like they're going to have to go undefeated to, uh, to get that. Because when you look at the standings by, by the conference, I mean the, the team that's right behind them, I mean, sh- shoot, they might have to go undefeated now, now that I look at it, because I thought that everyone was seven and three, cause there's so many seven and three teams here. The Chiefs, they're nine and one. They're nine and one. So they're right behind them. Just one game back of the Steelers. So maybe they do have to go undefeated. Who freaking knows, man? I know, I know, uh, I know you're itching to talk about the, the Chiefs. We'll talk about the Chiefs here in a little bit. They got theirs coming for them. The Steelers got space. <laughs> Steelers fans, don't worry. You got, you got space. The Chiefs got one coming for them. Don't worry. It's coming. I'm guaranteeing it. Not, guaranteeing not by the Raiders. That. Not by the I, put my, I put my stamp of approval on it. It's coming, all right? Don't worry about it. <laughs> you came in there with, with fire behind those words. You're mad. You're angry, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We're going we to we talk about oh, that later Oh, yeah. On. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk. We'll get into all of that for sure. Um, but before we get into that, the Steelers, do they want to go undefeated? I think we both come to the consensus that they don't. They want to get that first loss out of the way um, so that that pressure isn't building up. Now, pressure that I wouldn't say is building up, but it's it's going to be big shoes to fill because you heard the the new the the news on Drew Brees right over the weekend about how many broken mm-hmm. ribs he has. Jeez. Dude, he has eleven broken ribs. I didn't even know we had eleven ribs. <laughs> like, like how, how, how many ribs do we have? <laughs> like, I thought we only had like six or eight. Dude, I'm counting them right now. I'm like, I'm I'm hitting the side of my rib cage. I'm like, all right, that's one, two, three. Uh, where the where's eleven? Like, I can't even count eleven. Um, he has eleven broken ribs, man, and a collapsed lung. He's not coming back. I mean, they said two to three weeks. No way in hell is he coming back. Well, they they place him on IR, so if right, they put right. him on IR, that would cost him at least what four weeks minimum. Uh, three, three, three minimum, and then he can come back. Three minimum, but doesn't he have to have like a ten day? Uh, what was it, like a ten day COVID thing? Uh, no, not necessarily because he's not out. Um, 
I don't know actually about about the the COVID yeah, thing. I, I mean, I know I know I know when players get activated from IR, I know they have to go through this COVID protocol. But I don't know if that starts after they get activated or if that starts you know during the okay he's gonna get ready and come back soon it's period. probably within like that th- that third week right like they start it like at the end of week two they'll start doing right. the covid testing and then by the time it's week three they can go ahead and activate um because right. you can right. activate them i want to say you can activate them on saturday is when they can be activated or or, right. or maybe right. it's tuesday I, for, I forget what the timetable is but Regardless, three weeks, four weeks, whatever, he's not coming back for the regular season. So this is all on Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, of all people. I thought we were going to see the dub-eating Jameis Winston, and we did not (laughs) see him this weekend. It was Taysom Hill, and he led the Saints to victory, their seventh in a row, by the way. right? We were talking about the Saints um, back in, what, what was that, week two when they took on the Raiders? And the Raiders gave it to them, and then the week after that, they played the Packers, and the mm-hmm. Saints lost that. They haven't lost since then. They haven't lost since that Packer won seven in a row, but now it's on the in the hands of Taysom Hill. Do you think that Taysom Hill, being that the Bucks lost tonight, because we didn't even talk about that, Tom Brady throwing an interception uh, in crucial, um, you know, crunch time on primetime. He's one in three. In primetime this year, dude, five five and five ratio, five touchdowns, five interceptions, not good for the quote-unquote GOAT. But uh, J- Taysom Hill and the Saints, they're still trying to uh, stay ahead of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Obviously, because they lost, they have a little bit of a, of a cushion. But do you think that Taysom Hill and, the, and this Saints team, winners of seven in a row, do you think that they can really hold off and and fight off the Bucks to to hold on to that NFC South crown. And right now, by the way, they are the number one seed in the NFC. Do you see them holding on to that? First, first off, I don't under, I don't know who this Taysom Hill is. I don't know who this guy is that you're talking about. I, I only refer to him as Taysom Fantasy God Jackson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Um, tell everybody what you mean about that because this guy, I mean, just tell everybody. I'll I'll leave it for you. Tell him, tell him what what he does. So I, I as soon as I got word that he was the starter, and and I had this thought in the back of my head when you know uh, as soon as Drew Brees got injured, but when Taysom Hill was announced the starter, I had this thought. I'm like, wait a minute. In fantasy football, Taysom Hill has always been like this hybrid player. I'm like, you know, because he's not a quarterback, but they use him so you know where do you put him at so he's been this hybrid player you could put him at receiver running back tight end flex like wherever you want a quarterback wherever you want to put him so when he got announced starter i said like a light bulb just went off of my head i'm like wait a minute i bet they never updated it i bet you he's still a flex and sure enough i had i'm I'm playing in like five different fantasy leagues and i'm doing the fan duel I went on FanDuel and every single one of my FanDuel teams, I went and picked Taysom Hill at the at the, at the tight end position. So I'm just <laughs> like, the, the the cost for him, it was only like 4,500. And, and for those yeah. who don't understand the the FanDuel, you know, they give you like 66,000 uh, virtual fake money and you have to, you know, basically build a team. So 
4500 that's extremely cheap for a player. So A quarterback, like, nonetheless. That's a quarterback, extremely exactly. cheap. And I'm like, dude, I get to put him anywhere I want? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I put him at the tight end position in every single one of my leagues, except for um the except for the league with, with except for your league. That was the only league I didn't get him. Somebody claimed him right before me, and I don't know how because I had a worse record. So something's going on with your league. <laughs> but but I claimed him in every single league, and I started him at the tight end position. And yeah, that twenty seven points at the tight end position. Come on. I'm I'm doing it again next week. <laughs> you, you cheating bastards! I am <laughs> that's that's all I'm week. saying. You, you cheating bastards! <laughs> and I sent it. I sent it to you before the game even started. I said, "Look, Taysom Hill at the tight end, and every one of my rosters." <laughs> I was laughing too because I didn't understand what you were sending me. Because I was like, "What? What? What is this?" Because I was. Uh, I think you said it to me at like nine in the morning, and I was yeah, like, was really I was like early. waking up. I literally up. woke up thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I woke up to your text message, and I was like, what the hell is this? I'm looking at it. He's like, I got Taysom Hill everywhere. I'm like, what? what? Like, I thought you were putting him at the at the quarterback position, but then I started looking at it more, and it, you were you had him at the back end of your lineup. I'm like, you have him in the flex, in the tight end? Like, wh- what? And so yeah, people we, understand, we- though. You say he's he was forty five hundred dollars for the FanDuel to to put together your lineup. You have what sixty sixty thousand right sixty thousand to put 60, together sixty six thousand sixty yeah, six thousand. So in comparison, like the 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 going rate for like a Aaron Rodgers, what what do you say thirteen thousand something like no, or was, or is it like was, nine thousand? It, it it obviously depends on the matchups and right. the quarterback and all that stuff. But your average, yeah, your average quarterback to have just like like a Justin Herbert in one of my leagues. I went Joe Burrow in one of them, and that cost me seventy seven hundred. So you, you see the huge price difference in just from from Hale to to Burrow. But yeah, your Russell Wilsons and you know your your Patrick Mahomes, yeah, those are nine ten thousand easily. Yeah, I mean they have to change it, right? Like they, mm, yeah, they, yeah, they can't yeah, be yeah, that yeah. way next next week. Like <laughs> like no way that they let that happen. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm assuming his price is gonna definitely go up. It, I'm, it would, that's the only thing you could do, really, because I mean, you you have to keep him at, at where he's at because he's, even though he's gonna be playing quarterback, there's still those trick plays where he's out there doing trick stuff. So yeah, just, just let, let him let him be a hybrid. Let us let us have fun and take him at the tight end position. Oh but man, you, that, that's you, you can raise the price. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. But so so outside of fantasy, outside of. Uh, FanDuel, because we're we're just degenerate gamblers, and that's all we talk about on this podcast. <laughs> but uh, but outside of that, Taysom Hill, real world, do you see him being valuable to the Saints, and the Saints being able to hold on to the South and to the NFC? De- uh, definitely, I'm I'm a huge believer in Taysom Hill. Um, I just feel like this is the era of football we are leaning forward to. Like, you look at almost every team, almost every team has a mobile quarterback. Like, the only teams that I can think of off the top of my head that do not have a mobile quarterback are the teams that have old quarterbacks, like your Tom Brady's, your Drew Brees. Um, even Aaron Rodgers is, is, is slightly mobile. Ben Roethlisberger, um, have you seen him try to run five yards? My God. <laughs> Yeah, he's just one of those guys who just you just can't tackle, but he won't run anywhere. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but but you you look at all the teams, you know, even Sam Darnold is is pretty mobile. Daniel Jones, we we just learned his is extremely fast. So who would have thought it's that? Way. My God, and and even even Derek Carr, Derek Carr was a quarterback that um, a lot of even Raider fans were complaining about, like 
come on, dude, you got to run. You got to take off. You know, when it's right there in front of you, you got to take. Well, now he's even starting to run, and he has some pretty decent speed. He reminds me a lot of um, Alex Smith back in the day. You never expected him to, to run and take off, but when he did, you were just like, that dude's pretty damn fast. Like, <laughs> he got, the, he got so, that white boy speed. <laughs> yeah, so, so Derek Carr's pretty, uh, uh, pretty decent. I'm not going to say he's a mobile quarterback, but he can get mobile. Um, you know, and then obviously you have your Deshaun Watson's, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray's, Lamar Jackson's, like all these extremely mobile quarterbacks. Patrick so, Mahomes, don't forget him. Don't forget. Yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. And Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. You know, he's another quarterback that's pretty damn mobile. Um, but in your Josh Allen's, how can I leave him out? But you know, other than that, yeah, yeah, Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, those are like the only quarterbacks in the league I can think of that are not mobile. And maybe Tua because he's a lot slower than what he was now. Um, but other than that, yeah, every every quarterback is pretty damn mobile. Um, so I, I feel like if you build the team correctly, I feel like if you um, basically accommodate the offense to him rather than him play your style of offense, then you can be extremely successful. Um, you can take it easy with him, just like how uh, the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson, his his rookie season. You don't have to open the playbook up, you know, all the way, but you can just, you know, slowly feed him into it. But um, I feel he's a quarterback or a player that can really – really have some some success. You know, I don't think he'll be one of the greatest or one of the best, but I feel like he'll be good enough to get the job done. Just like how Teddy Bridgewater got the job done for them last year. I feel like he can, I don't know if he'll go undefeated like Bridgewater, but I feel like he could at least, you know, get them, keep, keep them in the winning column and, and, and help the team continue to win. Well, and it helps that the Saints have a really good defense also. I mean, they're right. not, they're not, you know, top tier, but they're, they're pretty decent. I want to say they're at least top 10. Um, maybe yeah, not yeah. in all of NFL, but for for sure in the top half of the NFC for for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have that going for them. They have Michael Thomas back. I mean, Alvin Kamara is there. You you, ha- you have pieces around to help Taysom Hill. Of course, he didn't pass for a touchdown this weekend, but he did get um two rushing touchdowns. So that's the different dynamic that you get with Taysom Hill. I just don't know. I mean, at at some point, the teams are going to make him pass the ball, right? I mean, he could pass the ball. He, he passed it just fine. He didn't get a touchdown, but he passed it just fine. I want to say he had over 220 passing yards, something around that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Taysom Hill, you know, I just – I don't know if it's a long-term thing. Like, I can potentially see Jameis Winston – uh, coming in at some point if mm-hmm. Taysom Hill struggles. Um, right. Because, of course, you know, they, they have to keep pace with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're only leading by a game and a half. So that, that division is really tight. Obviously, they don't play them anymore. And I don't know what the Saints' rec- or uh, schedule is down the road. Is, is it looking pretty pretty easy for them, or is, are they going to have some some tough matchups? So they just they just got done with with the Falcons. So they got the Broncos next, which that's extremely winnable. Um, it it is in Denver, but I I still think that's extremely winnable. Um, then you got the Falcons again, followed by Philadelphia. Um, so that, those are three very winnable games. Um, then you got the Chiefs. Okay, right there you might you might take a loss. Um, then you got the Vikings. That'll be a really good matchup to me. That'd be more of that's a, that's that's a straight pick'em game to me. I can't even pick a winner on that one. Um, and then you got the Saints and Panthers to finish off uh, finish off the season. So um, I say worst case scenario, you go three and three at the very worst. But 
I think four and two, five and one is is kind of what we can expect from from the Saints and uh, the roster. Well, that's the thing. Can three and three get them the AFC or the NFC South and the number one seed? I don't. I don't think three and three could would do it. I don't think it would. Um, that'll be that'll be pretty tough, yeah. yeah. That'll 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 put them at uh what eleven and five on the season. So I mean, it's a good it's a good record, but then you look at everyone else who's behind them. Uh, mainly, I mean, the Rams are coming out of nowhere, man. They're seven and three. The Seahawks mm-hmm. seven and three. The Packers seven and three. Uh, can't even you can't rule out Tom Brady and and the Bucks. They're seven and four. So, um, a lot of teams kind of jumbled in there for that number one seed there, um, in the NFC. But it's funny that you bring up the Broncos because the Broncos took on the Dolphins, which the Dolphins were streaking, man. They won five in a row, but they were a part of two teams that had their streak snapped this weekend. They're going to have to go and get that L, man. They, they're giving the L. And I was waiting to, to uh, open with this because this is especially for you. I don't want to hand this off. To uh to Vikings fans or or to Dolphins fans, but I'll, and Packer fans, I'll, I'll throw them in here. I'll throw them in here with your Raiders because that is the letter of the day, bro. L. So this I'm, I, I've been saving this. <laughs> I've been saving this just for you. So I hope you enjoy it. What's the letter? What's the letter? What's the letter? What's the letter? Oh man, man, I've been saving that for like five weeks. Letter of the day is a L because these teams took big L's who we're going to talk about here next. The Vikings, dude. Vikings, Cowboys, who would have thought that was one of your picks? You had a bad weekend, bro. <laughs> you had, I, did, I didn't have a bad you weekend. Had a I had bad a weekend. Bad weekend. We have, I'm having a very bad time. <laughs> <laughs> this is not enjoyable right now. Uh, you went one and two with your picks. You had your Raiders lose. The Vikings were one of your picks. They lose to the Cowboys. Who would have thought? I did not think that, especially I, people that picked the Vikings I don't know if it was because they were listening to you, bro, but they picked the Vikings in our survivor pool. They got eliminated. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, they got eliminated. Uh, Quite a few. Oh, uh, now look. <laughs> oh my gosh. Check this out. D- it, it, p- pull up the tape. Pull up the tape of, of the picks from last week. What did I say? I said, I hesitated on this. I said, I'm gonna go. And then I hesitated. I said, uh, I don't know if I want to do this. And then I said, you know what? I'll go ahead and do it. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Dolphins over the Broncos. And why did I say that? Because the very next thing I said is I hate betting on or against the Broncos. They never win (laughs) games when you need them to win, and they never lose when you expect them to lose. (laughs) And it happened. It freaking happened. Um, But another thing, this this is – what I'm not so upset. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm extremely upset. We lost to the Chiefs, but this is one of the reasons why I'm kind of okay with it, and why I said the Steelers should lose a game because, like you said, they were riding a four-game win streak. They had a lot of momentum. They were going against a team that's been on the downside lately, um, and they just couldn't get it together. And I feel like that's 
something that can happen when you're when you're just rolling like that you can stumble and then you're just puzzled you're like wait why are we not winning we're always winning why are we not winning and bad things can happen we were riding a four game win streak too we just were i believe it was a four game win streak but yeah we just we just you know we won we won the chiefs then we beat the um the broncos the chargers so we had our win streak going and our next two games are against atlanta and new york had we won against the Chiefs, I would be extremely nervous. I would be more so nervous about playing the Jets. I would have been extremely nervous playing the the 0 and 11 or the 0 and 12 Jets, whatever they're going to be at that time, um, with that win streak. Because, I mean, to ride a win streak that long, you're just like, okay, when when is the L coming? You know it's coming. Well, I I I could take it. We split with the Chiefs. That was my goal. That was my expectation on a season. Split with the Chiefs. Sweep the Chargers, sweep the Broncos, we go five and one in the division, and you know a lot of success to come. So far, it's it's going according to plan. We got two games left: one against the Chargers, one against the Broncos. Win those two, bam, five and one in the division. Um, so I'm not too upset about it, but ah, uh, the damn Broncos, man, <laughs> they do this to me every. And the same thing with the Vikings. I have my team; those teams are Cam Newton. It doesn't matter the team. Kirk Cousins, Denver. And Indianapolis, those are my four teams I hate gambling on. They always, it's always something with those teams. So if you pick the Vikings, ah, I feel bad for you guys, man. That's the game they should not have lost. That's, ah, man. Hey, all fair, all fairness, the Cowboys have a big game on Thursday. (laughs) A game for first place, bro. They're still battling. Oh I my cannot God. believe this. Day Day, if you're listening to this, your team is trash. Your team, <laughs> your quarterback is trash. The Eagles, done. You're done, son. Fire your head coach. Give the game, give the ball to, to Jalen Hurts. I can't believe you guys are a half game ahead of the Cowboys right now. Half, game, half, half game. game ahead of everyone in that division, dude. You're half, you're half <laughs> a tie. You, you, you just, you tied. That's the only reason you're in first is because you tied. I shouldn't even, I should count as an extra loss. How do you tie? How do you tie in football? To the Bengals <laughs> at that. To the Bengals. Oh, oh my gosh. Come on, man. Oh man. It's funny when you look at the standings for the NFC because you have four, uh, what is it? You have four of the five. In the NFC East at the bottom. Like you have you have the Giants three and seven. You have the Cowboys three and seven. You have football team three and seven. Then you have the Falcons three and seven who are just there. Um and then you have the Eagles at three, six, and one. Oh my god. That oh has got god. to be the sorriest division. Uh, and ever. Carson Wentz. Oh my god. Another. How many times is it? I feel like I'm saying this every week. Another. Two interception game yeah. with a fumble. Yeah, every every you you right now you're you're, you're going for the Jameis Winston thirty for thirty right now because you have fourteen touchdowns with fourteen interceptions. Oh yeah, and that's not even including the fumbles. I can't even pull up the fumble set that fast. But. <laughs> God, dude, oh my! Find a new quarterback because he's not it. Yeah, yeah. The the Eagles, the Eagles, Cowboy. You know, I'm I'm picking football team, bro. I, I think it's gonna be football team out of that division. I really do. I, I just I, I think that would be hilarious. Hope, I, I would hope it's a professional football team that wins that division. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So the Cowboys win against the Vikings. No one saw that happening. More problems with the Vikings, by the way. Before we get into the the Tua, you know, question 
is Adam Thielen got placed on the COVID list along with other players on other teams. We'll talk about the Ravens and Titans at the end of the podcast. Um, but J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram also placed on the COVID list. So those are the the latest COVID updates. The reason why the, the Ravens are more significant is because they have a game in a couple of days. They play on on uh, on Thanksgiving night against Ooh. the Steelers. Is that going to be moved? We'll talk about that uh, towards the end of the podcast. But before we get into that, let's talk about Tua. Tua was playing in this game, and then we were watching it, and I guess I don't, I don't know what happened. I was watching Red Zone, and they flipped off of it, and they flipped back, and then Fitzpatrick was in the game. And literally, when I was thinking this, you read my mind, dude. You you te- you sent me a text, and you were like, "What happened to Tua? Like Tua's out of the game?" Like, and I, I was, and I told you, I was just about to ask you, "What the hell happened to Tua?" <laughs> and it turned out that he got benched. And um, Brian Flores, he came out and said, "Well, we went to Fitz uh, because we thought that Fitz would give us the best chance to win, but Tua is still our starter moving forward." I. I am confused to hell with, with that statement. I don't understand. Um, but, you know, looking back on it, I feel like it may have been a good call on Flores doing that because you look at what happened to Joe Burrow. Tua was taking a beating. He was sacked like six times that game. And we all know um, the, the woes of the Bengals' offensive line. The Dolphins have that too. And Tua mm-hmm. is one of those guys, they have to protect him. They know that he's the future. But also what is interesting that I've listened to um, over other sports talk shows is that the the fact that Brian Flores came out and said, yeah, we benched him, but he's still the starter moving forward, but we benched him due to performance. It wasn't because of an injury or potential injury. He said that it was based on performance, meaning that, Flores does not give a damn who you are. If you're not doing your job, you will be benched, regardless if you are a first-round pick or not. And that is the interesting dynamic because people are saying as players, you respect because Kyle Shanahan is is the same way. I mean, he comes out, he doesn't beat around the bush, he's very direct, he says what he what he has on his mind. And apparently players, and myself, I mean, people that are direct with me just in life, I respect them more than someone that beats around the bush and doesn't give it to me straight. You know what I mean? I don't know how you feel about that, but you know, with Brian Flores coming out there and talking that way about Tua, are you surprised that Tua was benched? Did you like the move? And do you like that? He's still going to be the starter. Like, are you, cause I was, I was still, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the comments. Uh, It's still a little confusing, but how do you feel about that whole situation with Tua and the Dolphins, because they lost to the Broncos, and they put in Fitz, who was supposed to be their their answer, throws a pick in the end zone at the end of the game. So how do you feel about that with Tua? Uh, It's one of those things to where I'm like, I hate it. I think it's a horrible move. Um, You know, Brian Flores, he's had a lot of high praise this this season uh, for what he's done with the the team. You know, from them being being one of the worst teams in the league to where they are now, huge turnaround, but I I don't know. It's it's one of those things. I'm like, I think it, I think it's horrible. I think it it, it can damage a, a young player, especially a young player, a rookie. It could really damage their um. What's, I don't I can't even think of what's the word I'm looking for. But it, it could damage their self esteem. It could it could you know lower their 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 confidence. Um, you know now 
I would assume every time Tua goes out there, he's thinking in the back of his head, oh, man, I got to play right or I'm going to get benched. You know what? Let's just say beginning of the game goes, you know, first first drive, he throws an interception. Well, now how is he going to recover from that? Now he's thinking, of the, am I going to get pulled after that? Am I going to, you know what I mean? Like it's, there's, there's, there's bad things that can come with that, but I can understand why he did it with, you know, considering the sacks, considering the fact that he's taking a beating, you know, he only had 80 passing yards at the moment. He had a QBR rating of just 26 um, and, you know, 11 of 20, 80 yards and a touchdown with the six sacks. That's yeah, that, that's pretty concerning, especially the fact that he's coming back from injury. Yeah, you don't you don't really want to risk the any type of re-injury or anything like that. So I, I get it. I can understand it. But um, I don't know if I would have came out in the press conference and, and been like, oh, he was benched for his performance, because like like you said, you, you don't want to beat around the bush. You want to be straight up, up, up front with people. But at the same time, you want to protect your quarterback, especially a young quarterback. Um. Carson Wentz hasn't even been benched yet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, you have this fixation on Carson Wentz. Like, he's in the back of your mind, like, all the time. He had single-handedly cost me my fantasy season, yes. Yeah, so he's, he's like, we weren't even talking anything. about Carson Wentz. <laughs> but it, it, it's one of those things, again, it's it's one of those things where you just, like, you don't really want to lower their, their, their confidence like that, especially young quarterback. You know, they, they got a lot to, you know, look after. You got a lot to... to perfect and work on and to have your head coach yank you and, and tell the media oh yeah we yanked him because of his performance it's like it's just gonna be in the back of your head now I feel like um but I feel like it's something to uh, you know to his bounce back from a lot he's faced a lot of adversity in his career and um stepped up in big moments so I, I feel like he'll have a bounce back game he'll I think he'll get it right um but it, it's pretty confusing that you would just come out and and do that Oh, he, he he was benched for his performance, but he's still our starter. <laughs> like, yeah, like like, like that statement in and of itself doesn't make sense. Like I'm just like, okay, like he was benched because of performance. So what do you expect him to do next time out? Like, and exactly what you said, you know what what should fans expect? Tua goes out there, gets a fumble, and throws an interception in the first half. Is he benched in the second half when they go to Fitz Fitzpatrick? Like. What what right. do you does, does what do you expect? Start chanting fits like you know I mean? <laughs> right, right. Because I I think Dolphins, uh, Miami, they're they're one of few places that have fans, right? So they're gonna start yeah, yeah, chanting, mm-hmm. um, um, uh, yeah, fits, fits, fits. They're gonna be <laughs> out there, but um, but yeah, man, the the that whole situation, it, it's it's hard for us to tell, right? Because we're not in the locker room. We don't know what's going on. We don't know the relationship that Flores and Tua has. Maybe they have that mutual understanding um but also because Tua is so young it does put accountability on him to where yeah if you're not going to do good we we will not hesitate to find someone else that can do your job it mm-hmm. it it is a bad uh way to go about it for certain people but other people and I w- would assume that Tua would be this way could be motivated by that like no I'm not I'm not losing my job that way like I I'm going to I'm going to do better. You know what I mean? And then that just puts accountability in the young kid's mind to where he can become a leader in that aspect. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, Flores, he's done a good job with the Dolphins mm-hmm. uh, this right. year. I mean, just just the fact that we're talking about the Dolphins Thanksgiving week is significant. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the, I did not think that we'd be talking about the Dolphins and Tua at this point. Um, and talking about them in a light of 
uh, playoff expectations. You know what I mean? Like, we, we would, yeah, we'd be talking about Tua because he'd probably be getting his first start or whatever um, at this point in the season. But never did I think that they would be in the conversation. I mean, they're in the hunt, dude. They're in the hunt for that playoff um, with, with everyone, with the Ravens and the Raiders. They all have the same record. One game back from the from the Titans, uh, one game back from the Bills. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty interesting down there in in South Beach. But let's go on to the final uh, couple of couple of games here. We'll go to the Raiders. We're gonna skip over the Packers and Colts, but real quick, Packers and Colts. One of the better games of the weekend, um, and I, I just that was my team that that I picked. I lost that one. But I was very satisfied with that game. Uh, the Colts, <laughs> I mean, the Colts look really good. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers came out there and said that Fred Warner was uh, was the the best linebacker in the NFL. And you look at Leonard over there with the Colts. You may have to, you may have to change his pick there um, after seeing him up close and personal. But, uh, but yeah, the, the Packers lose that one. They lose out on their opportunity to gain some ground in the NFC, um, but they still have cushion in the in the NFC North, so they're not they're not really stressing about it too bad. But they they want that number one seed, they want home field advantage. Um, but going over to the Raiders, the Raiders and the Chiefs, big game, and then we'll finish with the Titans and the Ravens. But the Raiders and the Chiefs. A big game on Sunday Night Football, and it lived up to expectations. We were texting throughout the game. I was messing with you, but I was also sympathizing with you. I just, I just want to let everybody know I was sympathizing <laughs> with, with my boy over here because that game was very frustrating, man. Go ahead and and just let your feelings out because all I got to say, and I'll give you the floor, 31, whoever that is, you may know his name, he needs to be cut. Now that's all I'm saying. Go go ahead. What what are you what are you thinking on this game? Oh my gosh, man! The defense, the defense, the defense, the defense. It's it's something I've been preaching and talking about for look who knows how long, like um, years, <laughs> years, God, literally years. Yeah, literally years since oh god ever. Um, we okay look. Before we get jump into this, look back at the last three games, okay? We played the Browns, the Chargers, and the Broncos. Out of all those teams, none of them really have strong, potent offenses, just decent offenses, right? Well, we held the Browns to six points, and I said, look at the weather for one. For two, it was, you know, Baker Mayfield was, on, was projected to do what he did, um, regardless of who the opponent was. Um, for, for three... He didn't have Nick Chubb or Odell Beckham. So, you know, I said I don't want to give the defense too much props, but they, you know, held the team to six points. Then the following week with the Chargers, Justin Herbert, we almost lost that game. Number 31, Isaiah Johnson was the one who uh, went man-to-man on the last two plays. They were basically jump balls, and, you know, that was we, we won that game just barely. But still, Justin, uh, Justin Herbert was, was torching us. They just didn't have a running game. Um, then we go to the Broncos. Okay, we made Drew Locke look horrible, but Drew Locke, for the most part, looks like he's probably going to be horrible. So nothing to brag about there. Yeah, he threw five in, or we had five turnovers or whatever it was, but still nothing. Not, I, I said nothing to brag about too much. I, I, he, it's, it's not against a, a strong opponent. 
So then here we are against the Chiefs. Well, they come into town and Patrick Mahomes drops 35. He dropped 32 the first time. So with those two games, you scored 68 points or, or 67 points. He scored 67 points in two games against that defense. That's telling you something like you obviously have no defense at all because they're, they're doing the same exact thing. Um, now, granted, we dropped 30 on them as well. And you want to talk about the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense, if you take away the, the, the two games against us, they're holding opponents to 17 points per game. The only team to score 30 on them was Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers two weeks ago. The other team, the Raiders, twice. So the offense is definitely not the problem. I love everything about the offense, and I've been saying that since the beginning. I've been saying that since the offseason. I've been saying that since last season when we signed A.B. The offense has everything we need until A.B. dipped on us. And Obviously, we know what happened with A.B. Never had a true number one receiver. Last year, the wide receivers were just not that great. So I said that's that was the issue. Here we are this season. We get wide receivers. We get Henry Ruggs to space the, space the field. We get Aguilar, who's been nothing but amazing since he showed up. Um, you could say he's been our best wide receiver all year. Um, so obviously that everything's going well for the offense. The offense is definitely a top five offense. Like we're we're top ten in passing yards and and on on uh on rushing. I want to say we're we're top ten as well. So. Um, the offense is definitely not the issue, but the defense, I've been saying it forever. The Seahawks, the Texans, the Cowboys, the Raiders, all those teams are struggling week in and week out. Why? Because of the defense. You don't have a defense. You can't win games. That game drove me crazy because it was, to me, it was a simple game plan. I talked to you and me, we made jokes about playing Madden and how to play and defend Patrick Mahomes. The Niners did it in the Super Bowl. We talked about it in the Super Bowl. You rush four, you drop seven. Well, we started to drop that later on in the game. We started to catch on and do that. But the problem, we had guys like, we had like six guys on one side of the field. <laughs> what is going on? Like the, 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 the schematics is just horrible. The communication is even worse. Like, oh, it, it's not even the fact that we lost. Like, I said it in, a, in, in, in last week. I said if we lose, whatever. I have my reasons, but come on, dude! A wide open touchdown for the win, like not even a contested, not even a he caught it and then you hit him after nothing. This guy jumped up. The only issue he had was jumping up and making sure he had his body adjusted properly to to make and secure the catch. Other than that, it was just easy. It was it, it, it's so frustrating, dude, because it's the game was right there. Here we are again. I just I I said Derek Carr is one of the most clutch quarterbacks. Here he goes down the field. Five minutes. I'm saying eat all the clock up. Eat up all the clock. Don't give the ball back. Everything's going according to plan until we get that damn pass interference call in the end zone and it puts us on the one yard line. And I was like, oh great, like <laughs> now we got to score right here. And in my mind, I'm thinking chew the clock, chew the clock, chew the clock. But they put us at the one yard line. We have that weird penalty. It throws us off five yards, but then we find Jason Winton in the corner. Get the get the touchdown, go up, and I'm thinking to myself, we might do this. I'm I'm excited. I'm beating my chest. I'm like, let's go. We're up 31-28. And then here comes the defense, not even playing defense. Like, I don't even know what that was, dude. Patrick Mahomes just carved them up so easily. It wasn't even 
the only thing he struggled with was when he called Hike. He had pressure in his face immediately. But you're playing into his favor. I feel like he works best out the pocket. I personally would have not even rushed him like that. I would have did more of a contain. Have your two defensive ends take away the outside and let your two interior defensive linemen just push inside and contain the guy. Put him in a bubble, contain him. Let him sit there. If you don't touch him, that's fine. Just let him sit there. Don't let him scramble because when you let him scramble and you let him extend plays, he can find the wide open receiver. The wide receivers can run open. And the whole night, we just seen Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey just one after the other. If it wasn't Kelsey, it was it was, it was was Hill. If it wasn't Hill, it was Kelsey. And it's just extremely frustrating, man, because that, that's, that's something you, you should have prepared and knew about. Like, you should have had a safety and a linebacker on Kelsey the whole game, and then you should have had a corner on 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 heal the whole entire game and someone in the deep to make sure he doesn't beat you deep like and and force Mahomes and the other team and, and the rest of the players to beat you somewhere else make them beat you through the running game make them beat you through through uh Miko Hardman you know what I mean anybody but no you you let Travis Kelsey get like 11 catches you let Tyreek Hill get 11 catches you let them both go over 100 yards you let them both get a touchdown and the defense just really cost us that game man I mean, that, don't, don't even forget really- uh uh Clyde Edwards Hilaire too with his two touchdowns Right, yeah, he had two touchdowns. The 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 edge defense was just horrible. Anything they wanted on the outside, they took. Um, he only had sixty nine yards, you know, but at the same at the same time, as a team, they did hit a hundred yards rushing as a team. Um, Four hundred and fifty total yards of offense, and everyone counted us out, man. Everyone had this being a blowout. Everyone said we we're gonna get blown out. Andy Reid after the bye week. Um, Andy Reid pissed off because of the whole riding around the stadium, taunting, whatever. Then we're dealing with COVID. We got the whole defense on COVID. And we go out like that, and we lose by four points. Um, the only thing I could really say I'm really upset about that I wish we would have done was go for it in the red zone. We are on that one, two-yard line, and yeah. we kicked the field goal. Yeah. I said, no, that's... Derek Carr was that's mad about that. Derek yeah, Carr yeah, was he was. He, he was telling Gruden, like, come on, you've got to let us you've got to let us go for it. The, you see the way the game is going. Patrick Mahomes has already went for it on fourth down earlier. They had went for it in the red zone earlier, so... That was when it was 14-14, right? Going. Or that was to kick the field goal to to get 17? Or Yeah, that, yeah, that put us up 17, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and, and I'm just thinking like you've got to go for it and 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 mind you had you gone for it then, and Patrick Mahomes scored that touchdown, the score would be thirty five to thirty five. We're going to OT, right? But because you kicked that field goal, that cost you those four points right there. And and I said it when the game started. You know, I'm, I was sitting there talking to uh, talking to Fred, and I'm like, Yo, that we we've got to play aggressive. Like we, this is not a field goal game. This is a touchdown game. It's touchdown or bust. So when we kicked that field goal, I was like, ah, oh, man, you know, I'll take it. We got the lead about to go into halftime. Um, and then, uh, but I, I just wish it, I wish we would have gone for it. I felt like we could have gone. We, I feel like we really could have got it. Um, they, they really had no, no answer for, for the offense, man. Derek Carr was out there willing and dealing. Um, Derek Carr actually put up the highest QBR rating of any quarterback this season. Any quarterback, any game you want to talk about, Derek Carr has the highest QBR still. What did he finish um, with? Like 120? Uh, Cuz I saw it was 132. Yeah, yeah, his yeah, his passer rating was a 120, but his QBR was a 95.1, which would which Oh was, yeah, uh, yeah, was yeah. And the second highest or the highest prior to that was Aaron Rodgers in week 1 with a 90 a 94 point or 90 93.8, I believe. Wow. So, 
to, to go out there against the Chiefs your second time around after they know what's going on. They had a whole two weeks to prepare for your offense. They had the bye week. We're dealing with COVID. They're pissed off. They got the extra, extra, um, you know, we taunted, we, we taunted them, we pissed them off. So you got the extra motivation there. And we still go out and do the same thing. We still drop 30 on them. We still have over 300 total yards of offense. Derek Carr threw three touchdowns again. And it's just like, get this man some defense, man. You see how pissed off. And when he remember, he's remember that, 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 that quote, I'm tired of losing. He's talking to the damn deep. I'm tired of this shit. Go out there and play some defense. And, and and that face that was all over social media that that's what that face was. It's like that's, that's he was exactly he was mad. That face was man. I'm <laughs> I'm tired. Here we that was the here we go again face. Here right. here go that bullshit again. Right, right. Yeah, that's what that face was. I'm like, oh my god, it's just it's infuriating, man. Because you just know that yes, Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback. Yes, we know that, but that team is beatable. That team is extremely beatable. That defense. They're a talented defense, but they have a whole lot of weaknesses, a whole lot of holes in that defense that you can exploit. And Derek Carr knows what he's doing. He's willing to dealing with them. He's picking the spots. Josh Jacobs is is you know he didn't have a, a huge game. They really they really did a good job stuffing him. Um, but he still has some he still has some good runs. Still had a couple big runs. He had the touchdown for us. So the offense, it's top five. Re- regardless how you feel about Derek Carr's top ten, top twelve, top fifteen, wherever you want to place him. You can do that. But the offense, that's the top five offense. And there's no way you can tell me that there's four offenses in the league better than that offense. I'm sure I can think of some. No. I'm sure I can can't. think of some. You oh can't. yeah. You oh can't. yeah. You can't. You, you don't think I can? No, you can't. You <laughs> could say you could say you could say the Bucks. You could say um you could say the Chiefs. I'll 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 let you live right there. But other than that, it's getting tough. It's getting tough. I mean the Titans. You wouldn't consider the Titans, Derrick Henry. I'll consider. I'll consider the Titans. I, okay, that's three. I need one more. Uh, you wouldn't consider the Seahawks. Mm, okay, that's four. <laughs> All right, you wouldn't consider the Packers. Nope. Nope. Really? Nope. Nope. You wouldn't consider the Steelers. Nope. You wouldn't consider who else we got. Uh, I mean the Ravens. They they've been pretty bad this year, so I wouldn't throw them nope, in there. Definitely not. Um, what about the, what about the Cardinals? No, hell no. Really? Other than DeAndre Hopkins, what do they got? Cardinals have the second, second highest rushing yards. Yeah. Cause your quarterback runs every play. I, I mean, so, <laughs> so, 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 no, so did, no, so no, did Lamar Jackson. No. They, no, no, top, no, no. Ravens, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Cardinals. No, no. We're not, Cause in order for me to say you're a top five team, you gotta have everything. Cardinals have. Kenyon Drake, he's he's no, he's not that guy. Chase Edmonds, he's not that guy. Cowboys cool... with Dak Prescott, no, hell no. Really? <laughs> what? What about if, if what, what all, Matt Ryan? Office, if, wait, wait, what about wait, wait, Matt if Ryan? Office, if, if if their offense is hell no, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> if their offense is so top five, why do they not have winning records? We got we're six and four with a shitty defense. Why they ain't got a winning record? Because your offense isn't top five. Ours is. Our offense scores thirty every damn game. Theirs don't. That's why. That's true. The, Fal- the Falcons got held to nine points, so I can't really say that this week. What? And, we're, and you know what? I feel bad for Matt Ryan next week. Well, I don't feel bad for Matt Ryan. He probably. I feel bad for their defense. I feel bad for the Atlanta defense because we're about to whoop their ass so damn bad. I'm calling a 15-point win. I'm calling a fifth point. I'm putting 
Is that my your lock? Is using, that your lock? I'm pick? using both. I'm using both my locks picks right now. I'm using both my locks picks on the Raiders. That's how confident we is. We open the air. Wow. I'm putting wow. both my locks picks on the Raiders. All right. I'm I'm locking that in, bro. I'm locking that I'm in. I'm doubling up. I'm, I'm doubling up. <laughs> I might put my I might put I might put the upset on them too. <laughs> I'm about to upset them in Atlanta. Oh my god, that's hilarious! The only thing I have to say about the Raiders, man, is uh, I said 31 right before I let you go on that rant. 31, Isaiah Johnson. Yeah, Isaiah he Johnson, he was the yeah. big problem that ha- I mean I wouldn't say that it's all on him, but when it goes to that final play, and we talked about it before, we were texting about it. And Isaiah Johnson, he he drops coverage. He goes to try to go get Patrick Mahomes, who's scrambling on on that touchdown pass. And I just don't understand the logic. Every single player, every single player in the secondary, and this is why I get frustrated for you, is because everyone in that secondary stayed in coverage. They did not break coverage. He was the only one. And that was the section of the field that he was supposed to patrol, and voila, Travis Kelsey gets open. And 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 Jonathan Abram, I will I will throw Jonathan Abram underneath the bus and say he had a, a huge part of it too. Because even though that was Isaiah Johnson's zone where he was supposed to be, Jonathan Abram was playing the back end, and when he seen Patrick Mahomes step up as if he might run. He 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 bit it. He bit it easily and came running into Mahomes. And that and that's and a big problem. That's a big problem. That, yeah, that's, with, that's with, a with huge A-Rod. problem. That's that's he, something you gotta antsy. understand. Like the coaches, they they should have been in these guys' ears. Right. If he takes off running, let him let run. Him. They let have him. no timeouts, and there's 25 seconds left. Like, and he bit so hard and yeah. just gave up the yeah. That frustrating. That drove me crazy right there. That really drove me crazy. I. I oh my gosh, it gets my blood boiling still, man. Because it's it's not like I said, it's not the fact that we lost that I'm upset. It's how we lost. It's we shot ourselves in the foot. That was a very winnable game. Now, is it is it likely Patrick Mahomes would have still found a way to beat us? Probably, but still, you don't give the game away like that to win the game wide open. Oh my gosh, that was just. Is this how the Saints feel every playoffs? Like. <laughs> just looking back at the defense like how could you <laughs> yeah man your uh your your blood is boiling i mean imagine how the how the ravens felt this weekend <laughs> with with everything that went down there um yeah dude that that was just oh the raiders losing that game i felt for you dude i felt for you that was a really good game uh i thought the raiders were actually going to pull it off and i was this close to saying all right Derek Carr has my respect, but they lost, so I can't. I can't really do anything. <laughs> Even though he had nothing to do with hey, the loss, <laughs> he had nothing to do with it. He had nothing to do with it, but they lost. They lost. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but the Ravens, man, Ravens lose to the Titans. Frustrating for them. They lose at home, and we we talked about it a little bit. We'll just talk about it here um, with the Titans. Derek Henry, the Ravens, all off season built up to stop Derrick Henry, and it did not work. And this was just a game that was going to be very intense from the get-go. I mean, the Titans held a team meeting at midfield before the game started. You saw any of these videos, and oh, yeah. and Harbaugh went over there. He started John with uh, Malcolm Butler. A.J. Brown was there. People were 
we're just getting angry at each other. It's Thanksgiving, bro. Like it, it's the holidays. We got we got to love each other. What's going on here? But uh, but yeah, man, the, Harbaugh wasn't having it. He went over there and told him pretty much to get the hell off of my logo. And I, you know, I feel him on that. I mean, that's almost that's almost similar to what a to did for uh, against against Dallas. Obviously, that was mid game, um, and he did it twice. Ran to the after a touchdown pass, uh, ran to the Dallas logo on the Dallas Star and just stood there. And that, that's that's disrespectful. You're disrespecting the the, the home team there. Um, but yeah, no no handshake afterwards. It was very intense, but. Ravens can't do anything. They couldn't stop them, man. They couldn't stop anything that the Titans were doing. So pretty much what that statement was, Titans told the Ravens, this is our house, and we're going to beat you. And they did. Has to be really frustrating for the Ravens right now. Uh, I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> you, caught, you did call that was, it. That, that, that was, was the one that pick was the you got. the only game I got right this weekend. Yeah, the only game I got right this weekend. I called the Derrick, and I, I said it too. I said Derrick Henry for the upset. Why not? <laughs> and he freaking, did you, did you see the, 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 the rush or the, or the run pattern that he did? <laughs> he ran an L, bro. What's the letter of the day? What's the letter of the oh, day? Oh, yeah. He that's threw the it from so they could see it. <laughs> oh, that man. Was good man. Good stuff. Yeah, that was, that was. That was that was a really good game. Um, it was. It, it's, it was it was pretty pretty boring for me at first. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of bored. But then once it got going and the team started scoring, yeah, it it really became a good game. Um, I just I just feel like the Titans are a more physical team. The Ravens they made all these moves in the off season to, um, you know, basically to to stock up to get to get bigger on defense to get you know bulkier on defense and stop the run. And then, you know, to have that power power running game to, you know, keep the momentum going. Um, but it just it just didn't pay out. I mean, I know they're dealing with some injuries. They're dealing with a couple injuries over there. Um Kalias Campbell didn't play, and that was one of the big uh big acquisitions they got in the offseason for this reason. So I'm curious to see how it would it would have played out had he played. Um and there's and there's somebody else I'm I can't think of I don't know I don't know why but I feel like there's somebody else on defense that they're missing really big, um but it, it just it just makes you wonder like damn we just uh, spent Thomas. all this money we just we just did all this to stop that guy and that guy still beat us that yeah. guy still single handedly beat us in in overtime he had what tw- twenty eight rushes for one hundred and thirty three yards yeah a four and a half almost five point a uh, five-yard average per rush. Oh, yeah. It's tough. It's, it's tough being know, a Ravens yeah, fan. Right I know now. they are. I know they are pissed off. Third, <laughs> third place, by the way, in the AFC oh. South. Who's second? You ask. The Cleveland Browns at seven and three. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Mm. But we're gonna wrap this one up here on this podcast. Um, hope, hope everybody. Hope you're gonna have a, a good Thanksgiving, bro. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. And uh, and we have a good slate of games on Thursday. Got the Texans. Well, I, I said a good slate of games, and I look at the games. They're not really good slate <laughs> of the games. Uh, hopefully, we get the Ravens and the Steelers at the nightcap. But we have a battle for first place. There, there we go. Battle for first place. The football team against the Cowboys in the middle section of the game at 1.30 uh, West Coast time. And then the morning game, you got the Texans and the Lions. 
I, I'm just going to say I will not wake up early for that one. I I, I won't. <laughs> You're going to wake up early for to go? No. Oh, what? Oh, God. Oh, God. No, no. Hey, that, that dude uh, lowered his shoulder this weekend, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He, he's like, I need this dub. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I need to eat this dub right now. That's uh, that's Deshaun Watson right there. But a lot of good games. We'll get to you guys after the Thanksgiving holiday. Hopefully everyone uh, has a good one. It's going to be kind of weird this year. I don't know if you have any plans, man, but I'm just going to be at the house, um, you know, just just eating food. Got the turkey and, you, you know, the the leftovers. I love those leftovers. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah. I love I love the left. My favorite's the uh, leftover turkey sandwich. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, like, I don't don't even show up to dinner. Just show up the day after. <laughs> like, hey, who, who has the good leftovers? Like, that's what right, that's what right, I'm yeah, here yeah, for. Yeah. Who has leftovers? Send, send me a plate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And again, happy Thanksgiving. Thankful. I am thankful for the Raiders losing on wait, this week. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait. Wait, I I ain't gonna let you end it like that. I'm gonna ask you real quick. I got I gotta ask what? you real quick. Oh God, who is going to be in first place come Thursday? Out of who? Washington or the Cowboys? Ooh, <laughs> football team, man. Football team. No, football no doubt. Team? No doubt. Football team. Uh, I was hoping you'd go Cowboys. I was gonna bet you, but. <laughs> I'll go Cowboys. I'll go Cowboys. I'm gonna go Alex Smith. I'm gonna I'm gonna look, go Alex Smith. Hey, hey, and this this is the problem here. You, you say oh, I was gonna go I was gonna go uh, football team, and I'm like I'll go Cowboys. That's that's how bad of a gambling problem we have. I'll go Cowboys. What, what are you setting the 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 wager at? What do you, what do you what are we betting here? Are we betting some turkey? What? <laughs> um, that that we will have to work out. We will have to work out the the deals on that one after. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll work out the deals. We'll let everybody know about it. Uh, what's up for steak? Ooh, steak. That sounds pretty good. I, I'm hungry, dude. I'm hungry. I'm, I'm ready for Thanksgiving. What, what's uh, what's at stake for this game? And then uh, we'll we'll see if you are you gonna are we gonna go on uh, on like my bookie or or uh, or ESPN what what the spread is? Or are you gonna set your own spread? What are we doing? Uh, right now, the spreads Dallas three points. Ooh, I'll t- I'll take that, bro. I'll take that straight up. I'll I'll take Dallas. Okay, okay, okay cool. Wait, Perfect. they're they're giving three or they're taking three? Dallas is uh Dallas is taking three. Really? At home? Yep. Oh. All right. Well, I'll I'll, I'll still go the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm going Cowboys, bro. My my uh my boy Ginger Power, Andy Dalton, going to get it done. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. I, I want to know I want to know if he's ever in his life met Chasen. <laughs> He's about to. <laughs> oh man, that's that's good. All uh, right, yeah, they got they got they got Cowboys as three point favorites. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Washington for the upset. All right, let's, let's, is that gonna be your upset pick of the week? Um, r- or, quick, or we just, just having at, fun? We just having fun. I'm mainly just having fun right now. All right, but we'll, just, we'll just have fun. This, real, won't, this won't be part of our quick, picks. Real quick, I just want to. I'm just scamming through the teams. I just want to make sure that I don't want to. Stick with it, uh, real quick. Uh, 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 you know what? F it. Why not? Then my, then my upset pick. Of the oh, week. that's your upset pick of the week. Upset All pick right. of the week. All right, my lo- apparently my lock pick, my, my my lock pick is the Cowboys. Apparently that's what we're doing. <laughs> uh, so tune in for the next episode of the podcast. You find out what we bet and uh, and what the rest of our picks are. We'll look at the rest of week two following Thanksgiving. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we will talk to you next time.